1: Hey there, this is Chris with a quick note before we go into this week's episode. This week is a two-episode week because this episode that you're about to hear is a special episode. One that we've been anticipating and trying to get pushed out for you guys our listeners for a long time uh john uh the mighty oak he joins us here in austin and so we did an on-site recording with him and uh, this was largely due to that this was our third attempt so we allude to some of that stuff uh as we get started in this episode but uh and, and we know that you've also seen the pictures from instagram and things like that so you're you're probably in the loop to be expecting this episode but if you weren't Please just sit back and relax. Uh, it's a really fun episode to, uh, get to talk one on one or two on one or three on one. Technically, if you count Jim in via satellite. So that's enough of my rambling. On to the show. Hello and welcome to this week's special episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. We are excited to finally be recording this for the third time, sadly, but this time in person and, uh, you know, we, me and Berto and uh, our guests have uh, come to one place to to record this episode and so uh, we're excited to finally be able to Get this recorded and have backups, and know that it's going to work because the first two times technical issues got in the way. Uh, before we get into who our guest is and uh, the episode uh, proper, I let's go ahead and introduce myself once again. My name is Chris, and my co-host Alberto. Say hi. What's going on, everybody? And. Uh, w- He's not with us in person, but he is definitely with us in spirit, and, well, his ethereal voice is with us. Hi, Jim.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hello down there. <laughs> um, so remote via satellite, we've got Jim uh, Jim with us as well, and That's, we uh, are having a good old time. We've had a little whiskey, uh, had a little uh, water, and some carnitas, and... Uh, Jim didn't get to partake in, in all that, sadly. Um, I have but,
0: got to say that I'm starting to get a little bit jealous of the Texas, uh, <laughs> Texas family down there. Well, southern you know, hospitality gets, is like, a like thing. Every other week, there's barbecue, there's <laughs> and everything. And I'm just up here in southern Indiana like, hey.
1: There's <laughs> certainly, you know. You got corn. One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got corn, but you can't eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, I'm so looking forward to meeting all of you face-to-face, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, it's been a good week. Um, This one's being recorded on a different night of the week than normal. This is Sunday night. Um, We normally record on Wednesday nights.
0: So, uh, let's start out with Jim. What's been going on this week for you? Well, it is the uh, Burr months. So, that means cooler weather coming to southern Indiana and across the country, hopefully. One of the things I've actually uh, tried to find a little bit is are some like uh, keto soups, keto things that you know when it's cooler outside to enjoy. I know that that doesn't necessarily apply to the our Texan family down there that's on the other end of the line at the moment. But um, other than that, nothing too wild and crazy. So, how are things down there? I mean, obviously you have whiskey and water and happiness. So. I really don't even know if I need to ask anything. To you be a fly on the wall and let you just roll, kids, for the next uh, hours. <laughs> it's
1: it's uh, it's been kind of low key, but we've had a, a good couple days so far. Um, our, our guest um, joined us for some barbecue last night uh, and uh, had some really good Texas barbecue. And um, this morning we got a workout in at five freaking a.m. in the morning, but it was good. Um and um yeah so it's been good any other uh, things you want to shout out or uh, or or call out berto oh, well we got our cold front down here which means it was only 95
2: today instead of the usual <coughs> only 95 over 100 something degrees uh new stuff with me work is work um staying busy there and i i've graduated to the ketogenic muscle intelligence program advanced not that I couldn't have started there, but I wanted to humble myself and start with beginner. So I suffered through beginner, and I do mean suffered because it was brutal. <laughs> and then I get to advanced. Advanced is only four days a week, and it's just big movements, big exercises, hard, heavy lifts, and a lot of rest periods. So it's it's a, I'm getting used to it. It's going quite well.
1: Well, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about our, our guest today. We... Uh, just to say again, uh, he, has, he has the patience of Job at this point because he we've tried this. This is the third time, and he just felt the need to come to Texas to make it happen. Uh, from, all the way from New York, uh, we have Bitey John Oak, and he is here with us uh, here. Hi John, how are you?
3: I'm great, man. I'm like full of barbecue and happiness. I mean, <laughs> I, I joked last night, man, when I took that bite of brisket, like the pure joy of bliss on my face was just like oh it
1: was well that amazing. that smile on your face whenever you <laughs> you post sampling of the brisket before we dug in completely because we were waiting on some odds and ends to come in that it, there was pure joy on that yeah, face it, it was
3: it was amazing and I have I don't know if you heard this Jim but uh, Tuesday I, I took a later flight for the express purpose of going around to any barbecue joint I can get my hands on. And going around and getting brisket to bring back to my family in New York. So there will be, probably I will come home with about four pounds of brisket. Squad goals.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, getting through TSA will be interesting on that. i was going to say um, that might be a little bit of a challenge.
3: Maybe I'll dangle a piece of
1: meat from, see what happens. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, we uh, we have some tentative plans for tomorrow to to kind of hang out and and en- enjoy Texas on Labor Day, which will be interesting uh, for sure. Um, but John is is one of our our group members and and absolutely one of the physically largest members, probably <laughs> in the team. Um, he he literally had to duck walking into our parking garage last night. Uh, to make it underneath the uh, underneath the car bar, uh, at
0: six foot ten. <laughs> so that's cool. That's a good thing. That's an
1: awesome thing. Now
0: wait, I thought you're. I think you're exaggerating a little bit because I saw a sign that said six foot nine.
1: It, the the sign was six foot eight. He was kind of squished down a little bit under. <laughs> <it>. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, I posted a similar picture back. I think in March.
3: Um, that my brother took and the sign was actually six foot 10 and my head was literally hitting in that bar. So like, I it's out of instinct that I, I duck every time I go through a door because most doors are like six foot eight. And given that I've hit my head on ceiling fans, hit my head on like just a ton of doorways. It's just instinct. I duck mm-hmm. no matter what. So. You know. Ouch. It's <laughs> something
2: you got to see this man work out. I'm like, yeah. uh, we're gonna use this machine here. Let's see if you fit on it. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, first step, do you fit? Um, and and it was kind of. Crazy. He and I use the same bar for doing some deadlifts and and some basically hip, uh, hip hinges uh, weighted the, today. And and for him they were deadlifts. For me they were hip hinges because of the height difference. <laughs> they were, they were good. They were what I needed for the day. But it was, it was uh, definitely a height difference uh, for that. Well, John, let's go ahead and start at the beginning once again. Three. Um, <laughs> um so take us take us back uh before keto before you know growing up uh all that tell us a little bit of your background what life's been like and uh, the pre-keto story of john all right so the
3: pre-keto story of john's pretty it, there's a lot of like stuff to like just talk about so I'll, I'll condense it um i was born a very large kid i was 11 pounds 10 ounces when i was born um, so like from the get from the jump I have been like like I think there was like a story I was told that like when I was like six months old my grandmother fed me mush-up cornflakes because she was convinced that I needed the n- nutrition. Um so just going through school, I was the largest kid, most uncoordinated kid through through school. Um uh, then in my twenties things got a little complicated. Um I was diagnosed at a point with um, bipolar disorder um, and just being untreated. Well, being treated and stuff like that, I kind of got to the point where I was on this uh, medication and it just caused me to eat and eat and eat. And I got to the point where I think in my early thirties, I was up over, if not Up to, if not over, 600 pounds. So, honestly, like, there came a a point where back in 2011, I just said, you know what, I'm going to have weight loss surgery. Had weight loss surgery, got down as far as, like, 403. And then at that point, I just started to eat the same crap I ate, you know, before. And I got back up to... Uh, I believe I was up to as far as, uh, I got up, well, last year I got up to 516, and that's when I finally told my doctor, I'm like, you need to talk to my psychiatrist about getting me on something different, and you need to, you know, do something to help me lose weight, and that's when she suggested keto. Um, and so, at that point, August 6, 2018 was the day I started keto, I started at 516, and I'm down now to 386 um, has been my lowest. I mean, I I fluctuate, you know, I think, but it's probably because I'm gaining muscle and building muscle and stuff like that. So, you know, just the amount of gains I've, I've made and everything like that, I've done, I think, incredibly well. Um, and, you know, I'm just enjoying being a healthier version of myself. Very cool.
1: And... And so, yeah, you, you've got, there's a lot to, to potentially unpack in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's, um, so you found keto and at first it was mainly just so that you could eat better food or what was that so like in general?
3: Let, let me just unpack what I would typically eat every day prior to work. I would go, I was a Dunkin' Donuts coffee addict. So with that, I would get my breakfast sandwich because I was too, I, well, not too lazy, but I would always forget to eat breakfast in the morning at home. So I'd get a breakfast sandwich. Then I'd have two donuts on top of that. So, you know, that in itself, I think is around 150, 160 carbs right there. I think I've, I've kind of lost, you know, the calculation, but if I, if I ran the numbers right now, it'd probably be something close to that. Um, You know, and just being a social worker and being out in the community all the time, I rely on just, you know, fast food. So you add, you know, a couple hamburgers or, you know, eating five guys without or with the bun, you know, that adds more carbs to it too. So like out of the old habits that I had, what is what led to my unhealthy lifestyle? You know, and honestly, like I've had family members... You know, I, I come from a very large family and because of my family's history of heart disease, cancer, and everything like that, I decided to make the conscious decision to, you know what, I'm going to break the trend. You know, I, it, it stops now. And I think that, you know, my family sees everything that I've done in the last, you know, little over a year and they're immensely proud and they're like, they see all the gains and stuff that I've made. I've done really, really well. So so did I hear that right? Like, did your doctor prescribe you keto? Yes, she did. She wow. actually does keto herself. And I'll, I'll give a shout out to Dr. Brittany Morse um, at, you know, my, um, in, in outside of in New York. She does a phenomenal job. You know, she's just, she's been supportive of it. She's told me I've ketoed a little too hard at times. You know, because my cholesterol has been a little off-whack, but, you know, she told me, you know what, take it down on, the, you know, the red meat, need a little uh, plant-based protein and you should be fine. You know, and my levels have been okay. You know, my levels have been what you would expect for a 42-year-old man. I mean, and and that's the thing, that's the stereotype that comes along with this diet is, well, your cholesterol is going to go, you know, skyrocket and. It really doesn't. If you, eat, if you do it right and you pay attention to what you eat and what you put in your body, then you're going to be fine.
0: John, I'm curious. Did the doctors ever say what your ideal weight was because of your height? I mean, obviously, with being 6'9", 6'10", <sighs> whatever it is, I mean, you're, you're going to be a bigger yeah. guy. So where was the desired number that they wanted you or thought you should be at?
3: She's always told me that she... Because... Honestly, and like you look at like the the weight charts and stuff like that, they had me in the two fifties and I don't think with my frame that I would look good, you know, being two fifty. So like she's always said, if you go for a BMI like in the in the high you know, mid to high twenties and you're not obese, quote unquote, you're gonna be okay. You know. So like that's that's my goal. I don't look at weight. I mean Per se, I know, like, when I first joined the group, I made constant posts about the scales not moving. What do I do? And, but now I, like, I I joke, I, I do, like, a John's monumental, you know, gain of the week or something mm-hmm. like that. I forgot what last week's was, but, you know, it's just little things that I notice that, like, make me happy and motivate me.
1: That's an important thing, and and this is kind of skipping ahead, but I... I while we're here, let's go ahead and talk about that. Um, for you, the shift, the, the focus seems, well, we, we talked about this earlier today. Mm-hmm. It's really kind of hard to have an interview with a guy that That's we've been it. hanging out with. Uh, but, uh, the, the, for you, it's very clear that the focus is no longer hitting a number on the scale or specific metrics so much as it is enjoyment and, um, quality of life and whatnot. What's been key to that shift for you?
3: I think given that like, okay, so in, in like March and April, well, it was in February. I was having problems that they suspect was kidney stones. And on that, you know, on the day I was supposed to have a CT scan, the insurance company, you know, screwed things up, didn't get approval in time. So, my doctor finally said, just go to the emergency room. And so, they did a CT scan. And I remember, it was like 10, you no, know, it was like 1130 at night. And the um, PA came in, and she said, they found a mass on your, you know, on your kidney. And so, I sat and I sued for like a day, and went and saw my doctor, and she was like, well... Let's just have an MRI done, see what it's at. And it was long story short, they ended up removing it in May. And so like thankfully, you know, seven to ten days later they came back with the result that it was benign. But I think what kind of changed for me was seeing that I could I could go the way my you know, my mom and have cancer and you know, I I live my life To the point where I want to live my life to the fullest and be able to celebrate each day and be able to look back, um, look back on like my Facebook memories and just see happiness. You know, there's so much crap in the world and like, and I can choose to be miserable or I can choose to have, you know, joy and just live, you know, live my best life.
1: That's a uh, good way to live. Mm -hmm a whole lot less stress that way (laughs) it's just
3: and and, and the thing about it is i do have a stressful job but i give myself things to look forward to every day like you guys joke with me all the time that i go to disney too much but like that is my that is like my go-to i came down here you know just to get away from you know things for a bit and just experience you know Texas, because I've always wanted to go to Texas and eat <laughs> barbecue. I've eaten so much barbecue this weekend. I'm probably going to explode. But 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 I I've like learned to like look at the look at the small things and just take it in. You know I you know I it's it's just amazing. Like that I did deadlifts today. You know I, a guy my size for one thing. Like and. You know, I didn't really necessarily look good at it, but I, I think I did a, a confident job. We guys are there. Yeah. We guys are there got, for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it, It's it, that is probably one of the most surprising parts to me in, in my journey is how capable... I actually physically am way beyond what I ever thought I would. And now I am by far not the world's best athlete, but I can actually see that there's a little bit of an athlete in me, which is something that growing up or, or, you know, all that, I just never even imagined would be the, be the case. I just never, never accepted or or, or imagined that that would be, Mm -hmm. you know, be me and, and, seeing your work ethic in the gym and the, 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 the effort that you put in, you're an athlete.
3: Yeah. Well, funny story is like, so this year, you know, I finally returned to playing softball for my church, you know, and it's because I felt like I was confident enough to make it. And like, I did this after I played before my, before my tumor removal surgery uh, or my adrenalectomy um, and I played after, I think I played like, I played like five weeks after my surgery and I, I'm six foot 10 and I was like over 400 pounds at the time. And I was running from, you know, second to home. And I joked with Alberto that I had no business. You know, I sent him texts and like my, heart, like, my heart rate was up to 170, but I'm like, <laughs> this is amazing. Like, you bought all this stuff up. I'm like, I love this.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, totally. Yeah, that, uh I mean, you've got one, of, probably one of the
2: hardest work ethics as far as motivating yourself to go to the gym, and, and it's one thing to see the pictures on Facebook, and like, yeah, this guy goes to the guy's gym, this guy puts it in hard, but like, when you work out next to him, and, and I mean, you saw the pictures that I posted, like, John's enormous, he's a giant human being, you know, and, and it's something that you just, you don't capture in a picture, so like, when, when, I, when I see you at the gym, and you're sending me those pictures and those texts, like, I was able to appreciate it a lot more today because even the simple task like, hey, we're gonna do these dumbbell rows over this bench. That bench is way farther down for you <laughs> than it is for me. And we had to do, we had to do a little bit of modifications and we got it. But I mean, I just want to kind of give you a shout out that like you've been going at it for a while, man, and you've just yeah. been figuring it out on your own and just like, hey, as long as I show up and keep pushing, then something good's gonna happen. And
3: and and I mean, now uh, talk about uh, you changed gyms, you got a new trainer. So yeah, so I. I broke up with Planet Fitness. It was a painful breakup. She she got <laughs> half of everything. <laughs> uh, so I I honestly I, I so a little bit about my routine. So I wake up four fifteen every morning and I'm usually out the door and at the gym by like five o'clock. Well and, and I a- usually
2: have two or three text <laughs> messages by then.
3: <laughs> so there is a gym literally probably about a mile and a half from my house. And it's unlike any gym I've ever been a part of, and you know, honestly, um, and I'll I'll give a shout out to them too. Um, Backyard Barbell in Elba, New York, they're phenomenal. It's the onion capital of New York State. You can't miss the smell. Um, So they're, um, it's it's unlike any any other gym. And I've been working with this amazing guy uh, by the name of John Morosi. He's done a phenomenal job with me, just giving me routines, and that's all I need. You give me something to chew on for a couple weeks and I'm good, you know, and, you know, I, I did, you know, I did a sled for, like, the first time in my life, and it felt amazing afterwards, I couldn't walk for a day or two after, but it was honestly, it was, like, one of the best workouts I've done, you know, and, like, and and so, like, the gains are, are starting to show, you know, like, I, I saw my dietician last week, and she's like, wow, you've, you've changed, I'm like, yeah, I, I have, and, like, Upper body strength wise, I think is is finally catching up. As far as like you know, I'm getting a lot stronger and yeah. So did you pull a PR this morning when we were benching on the barbell? I tied the PR. I um I I think we stopped at five. I wanted yeah to we stopped st- at five. Yeah, yeah. Well, you told me the goal was five, so we stopped yeah. at five. Yeah, so like I did one twenty five on the on the bench, which honestly. The problem, the problem is, and you guys touched on it with me, is like equipment that match my size is like half the battle. Like the, the the thing I like about my new gym is like the the bench is like old style, so like it's adjustable and like
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. You go to these places like you know Planet Fitness or whatnot, not, and it's you know they don't even have like a bench. I don't think. Uh,
2: you're lucky to get a Smith machine
1: yeah.
2: there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and just to say, like, yeah, I mean, you matched your PR, but. You're out of town. You're not at your home gym. Yeah. You're not sleeping in your bed. You're eating not the way you normally eat. All those things play a factor. Especially on PR week, all those things play a huge factor. So the fact that you were able to go through all that and still match a PR—that's saying something. I right.
3: think. I think too. Like honestly, I didn't feel like I did that good of a workout, and I kind of looked at my my stats on my watch, and like I, I couldn't have burned like close to a thousand calories, but. I mean, over, over the time, I think, you know. We were there for a while. Yeah, we were there for a while. We were doing
1: a lot, so. Well, and sometimes it's not about calorie burn. It's about yeah. just doing the work and doing new things mm-hmm. that you never thought you would try. So I'm curious, like you know,
0: we've talked about your your past and everything like that. Are, are, are other members of your family, do they have a higher than normal height? Do they have weight issues or anything like that?
3: Um, so I can tell you my brother, who's my half-brother, does not. Um, my sister, who is also my half-sister, did. Um, so she, she had similar issues. She addressed it her way. Um, you know, I, I don't think, I think the one problem in my family, at least on my dad's side, has been diabetes. Like, my, my, my mom's side of the family as healthy as an ox, I, you know, I, my uncle's in great shape. He does like 18 miles on the bike every day. And, you
0: know, he's just, he's just phenomenal Mm -hmm. as far as like how he does things. I just was curious if, I mean, your, your height is definitely not the norm. So I wasn't sure if there was any certain reason for that or anything like that. And if the, the weight was also part of that as well. No, I think honestly, I, I, what i think happened with me
3: was just the the psychotropic drugs you know i honestly um you know i was on a medication called depakote and that's historically really really bad as far as weight gain goes and and i was on you know i i fluctuated all the time in fact my doctor tried a bunch of stuff including an injectable to like try to curb my hunger and honestly it comes down to just choosing the right medication, you know, and going to, you know, I go to mm-hmm. a therapist every, every couple of weeks. She helps me with that. You know, I see a nutritionist. I'm addressing like the whole issue. It's like, I used to be able to just like, you know, just address one thing at a time. And then, you know, it's kind of like, you know, playing that, um, the game where <laughs> the hedgehogs just keep on popping up and stuff like that. And it's just whack-a-mole and it's just, you, you know, you, just, I couldn't address the whole thing. And honestly, like I, I even told my doctor cause you know, the doctor that did my surgeon or uh, did my surgery that if I had this mindset when I had the weight loss surgery and I just didn't use it as a fix, it would have been a game changer for me. Like it would have been, I wouldn't have had this problem that I had where like I fell back on bad habits. If I would have learned to eat low carb, whether it be South Beach or Atkins, or he, even keto, I probably wouldn't have had the problems that I had.
0: I understand.
2: So, just stepping back a notch, uh, you were saying that your doctor prescribed you keto. Have you heard of keto prior to your doctor prescribing that to you? No. And what was your initial reaction? Um, <laughs> How did she present it to you, first of all?
3: She Well, she <laughs> wanted me to read this book called Simply Keto um, that you can get on Amazon because that's what she, she did, and she, like, told me to just use Keto Karma for, um, which is, has this macro calculator, and just keep it simple. She's just, like, track your food, avoid the carbs, stay away from Dunkin' donuts, and, you know, and just eat meat, and, <laughs> like, I can be, <laughs> eat meat all the time. I love, like, you know, eating, you know, meat and everything like that. It's, you know, I mean, given that I could eat, I remember the first, like, thing, like one of my favorite things to eat in my town is Five Guys. Five Guys is like one of the only you know burger places there. And I remember like discovering I can eat Five Guys just without the bun and it's delicious. What, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, it was that was a game changer for me. Like, you know, I and I remember that first week after I got over the keto flu that like I could, you know. I, I lost like, I think 18 pounds. I lost like 42 pounds the first month Wow. or something like that. I'll look at, you know, what I, what I lost, but I can, I can tell you that like, that's, that's pretty much, you know, the weight came off and it came off at a, a significant clip. Yeah. I think it was uh
2: David Blakeau that I mentioned. I think he said he was on, is it Weight Watchers at those points? Yeah, yeah, and he was saying that uh, like he quickly figured out. Well, if I take the bun off, that allows me an extra patty, <laughs> and uh, so like yeah, he figured that game out quick and kind of yeah. same little revelation like you had.
1: So, is there anything that has um, struck you by by chance or like been surprising? that really sticks out to you, whether it's a personal accomplishment or something just about keto in general, something that, that uh, either you haven't mentioned before or something Mm -hmm. that, that, you know, it seems a little out of what even other people might have, have expected.
3: I can honestly tell you that like when I first started keto, I made things incredibly complicated. I bought every keto product on Amazon and not saying that they're not good products, but like, I I just thought, you know, oh hey, this will help. And it's just, you gotta keep it simple. Like, one of my go-tos, in fact, I brought a bag with me on, on the plane with pepitas that I get from Aldi. You know, they're, they're salty, they're good, and they hit the spot when I, like, when I was trying to resist the urge for a Lorna dune on the plane. You know, so it was, that was incredibly easy for me. So, like, when I, when I, like, go out and you know, with my family, I just, if like I'm at like a, a steakhouse and they have, they have chili, I'm going to get a bowl of chili because if it fits within my macros, I, I'm not incredibly restrictive. So I think it's all about personal preference. And I think if anything that is an important thing to teach, especially new people on keto is don't, you know, take what you, you hear on Facebook, like these beginner groups as gospel. Cause it's really not. It's like, Are you comfortable? Can you do it? Does it fit within your macros? Then if it does, you know, what are the ingredients? Are the ingredients clean?
0: You know, then if that works, it works. I'm sorry, I just wanted to ask, John, you're talking about the macros. How do you track? Because that is a very common question we hear from guys about the methods of tracking and all of that. What have you found that has worked for you? So I use Card Manager.
3: Um, and again, it comes down to personal preference. Um, I like that they have virtually every food. I've used my fitness pal and stuff like that. Um, I guess it's okay, you know. I I personally enjoy you know using card manager because it integrates with everything, and um, you know, yeah, it's it's just an easy program for me to use.
1: So one of the things that um, not to name drop but me and Carl Franklin talked about earlier this week on an interview was uh was that that he 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 tracks his his blood glucose enough that that early on in his keto journey he had a couple times where he carved up and it took like a week to recover. And then recently you know he's two or three years in he chose to go ahead and have you know splurge a little sometimes i know he travels uh internationally and mm-hmm. when you're in a city that you don't you know I, anyone keto or not is mm-hmm. gonna gonna splurge a little have some local delicacies why not i totally yeah. get it it makes sense so that that's probably what he was doing and and so He's, but the thing that he said that was like yeah that's it is that in comparison to what he had done previously when he was first getting started and it took a week to get glucose levels just glucose mm-hmm. not talking about ketone levels mm-hmm. at all just glucose levels down to a to a a normal healthy range for him which is the top you know 90 you know 90s low hundreds it took about three hours now as compared to days before. And and that's a sign of metabolic healing. Mm-hmm. You are probably to the point where you're starting to see some metabolic healing mm-hmm. to the point where splurging a little bit yeah. is less of an issue metabolically.
3: Well, I can tell you that like, so I go to Disney, I've been to Disney. It'll be four times by the end of the year. Um, and As, like, I've come along with each trip, I've, like, decided that I'm pretty much... Because I know how, like, if I have sugar, it, like, I will, like, experience, like, a rush and then a crash. And with the crash... So I now see, like, how, like, my glucose level gets affected by having a little bit of sugar. You know, so, like, hey, like, if I'm there and, like, you know, the person I'm with wants a snack... Hey, have my snack. It's it's all good. I really don't want it. Like if I do, so my my philosophy is like if I walk when I'm there, I usually walk 12 15 miles a day. So like if I want like a scoop of mashed potatoes, it's really no harm no foul, you know, because the carb level, you know, my, my carbs. You probably do need carbs, especially in the heat.
1: Yeah. Uh, well and and you're not talking about a hyper processed sugar either. Yeah. You're talking about potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really that that, you know it's still real food, you know, as as long as it's real food. Yeah. yeah. Um and and all of that. So I, I yeah, I'm right there with you. And I think that it comes down to mentality thing. I know that for for me, carving up every now and again is not a bad deal for me. Um it it's it's one of those things that um. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that just kind of happens in life, and and with that, I don't. I, I choose not to beat myself up. The only part that I have to be careful on is either making it a habit mm-hmm. to where it's a daily thing, or I let that <laughs> I let that that intake of, of sugar or glucose cause my hormones to spike and then let those hormones take control, which I, I, that I have a harder time taking care of. And so I think that's something that we all deal with.
2: Yeah. That only really gets dangerous when you start getting to the mindset of, well, it didn't hurt me that bad. Yeah. And then, you know, and then next time, well, yeah, I I did it yesterday. It didn't hurt me that bad. And then if you carry that on time and time, then that will definitely become a problem. But it's the difference. If it's like, you know what you're doing Mm -hmm. and you know when you're going to do it. And you're going to carry on shortly after and get right back to it. So, I, I mean, I think that's a clear difference.
3: And, and I think, like, with me, like, I, I refer to it as the fat guy mentality. You know, it's the, I. well, the fat guy mentality and the I deserve it mentality. I hate the I deserve it mentality because that is what got me 600 pounds in the first place. You know, oh, I had a rough day at work. I'm going to have another donut, you know, just because I feel like it. Or, you know what, I'll just, you know. I'll just go, and we'll, have, we'll go out, and we'll have, you know, pizza or whatever. It's not worth it to me, anymore. you know? And the other mentality, I think, yeah, I mean, if I do decide to have, like, carbs, it's because I went to the gym, and, you know, that's... And I can afford a, a bite of something, and it's not going to kill me or knock me out of ketosis. I can tell you another mistake that people make is buying, for one, pea strips, and... <laughs> P-strips, and I fell into the trap of the the ketone like blood meters because I would constantly test myself. I think I even messaged you about it because mm-hmm. I was frustrated because my.
1: So finally, you're like, just get a breathalyzer. You test yourself whenever you want. Well, it, it it's <laughs> that you know that it was that, and then the other the other aspect of the testers is that blood tells you the the blood test gives you a good measure of how much you're storing. Yeah. How much is in the fuel tank? But it doesn't tell you at all how much you're using. Yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's an incomplete picture. Not mm. an accurate picture, just an incomplete picture. And so something like the Ketonics, which you ended yep. up getting, yeah. that gives you a measure of how much you might be using. It's mm. still got a little bit of, you know, question mark at the end of it. Yeah. But it's a metric that you can still use to, to kind of give you some, yeah, so. Hey there, gents. I know it feels like a long ways away, but it will be here before you know it. KetoCon 2020. It's happening June 12th through the 14th in Austin, Texas. We're wanting to get a Keto Man's Club event set up and want you to attend. The reason we're bringing this up now is that you don't want to miss out on the half-price weekend tickets. This offer is only good until September 30th, so you do not want to miss out. $150 gets you a full weekend at the conference, amazing speakers sharing their stories and knowledge, the chance to hang out with other keto friends and family, and so much more. There's a link in the description that you can use, or you can visit ketocon.org for tickets. Don't wait. Get your tickets now.
0: Well, John, I'm just curious. I'm going to throw a couple questions out that we always ask our uh, guests. You know, tell us about um, your favorite meal now that you've been on keto for a while. What, what's your favorite go-to? Oh, I can tell you that my favorite. And it my, better, my, I'm, going to, I'm going to interrupt you okay. real quick and say if it is the, uh, the stew-looking thing that you put on Facebook earlier, you're going to have to go through the whole process <laughs> of what's in that because it looks absolutely incredible. Oh, that was that was
3: that was Alberto and his carnitas that he made. Um, oh, that wow. that okay. turned out really good. But I will tell you my go-to, and I, when I lost a hundred pounds, this kind of opened the floodgate as far as like steak taste for me. There's nothing about. I love cowboy ribeyes or cowboy cut ribeyes and tomahawk ribeyes because they're like three inches thick and they are delicious. What about
0: flap steak? Oh. What? <laughs> So can we just get that? Oh, <laughs> said right at the beginning as a sound bite. And play that over and over. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, oh, what about oh. flap steak? <laughs>
3: So okay. So my wife and I belong right there. So let me preface this by saying my wife and I belong to Costco, and like they had this stuff called flap steak. And if you look at the marbling, it has some really good marbling on it. And but if you pull it out of the package and you put it on to season it. It looks like salmon, like as far as like the shape of it. It really does. <laughs> and it, when you kind of cook it up, it doesn't cook up. It's like part of the bottom round of the steak, I guess. It was still good. I mean, but it was, you know, I give me a, like a cowboy cut or a ribeye like any day of the week. Like I, there are no good grocery stores in the town where I live that have ribeyes. I will drive forty five minutes out of the way to get a ribeye.
2: <laughs> Okay, so so now that you've talked about ribeyes. Um, the other part of that question is you can't say steak. So what what is your your your, uh, your favorite keto meal outside of steak? Okay, take your time because if someone asked me that, I'd have
3: a hard time answering it too. Okay, so if I can't say steak, I will have to say brisket because or is that that still beef? Oh, okay, still steak. all right.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> it's a good loophole. Sure, but I'm not gonna. Okay. <laughs> it's how we get unique answers. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: I think if I have to, um, if I have to go with anything, I love um, cooking uh, chicken spatchcock style, where you remove the backbone, mm. and it's really good. Um, that and chicken wings are like my go-to. And in fact, I brought you guys some some wing sauce from Buffalo. Um, you know, because that's that's, good. that's our claim to fame. <laughs> you know so I love I love chicken I, especially with chicken with the skin on it because you can just we'll put a little salt pepper garlic on it and boom it's amazing okay and I do grill a lot as you as you probably can can tell so yeah I get pictures of that all between yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: Between, between workout texts and workout videos and workout pictures and grilling and <laughs> pictures of food where each other's feeding and training accountability partners.
1: <laughs> yeah. It proves that, uh, that, uh, accountability and, and friendship. No, no, no physical, uh, boundaries in an internet age where we are moments away from either a FaceTime message or, uh, or, video or anything like that. Um, so let's, um, let's talk about goals, finish line. What, what does, and and I personally am not the type that, that believes that there is in health Oh, or just a personal development and end game, like a final destination, you're constantly going to find mm-hmm. things to improve on. But what's like your your current checkpoint?
3: So the thing that I am focused on is getting down my BMI low enough to where I can have a, a tummy tuck. That is my big focus. That is my driving force for doing what I do. Um, you know, and I'm just and honestly. I've had people ask me, well, what are you going to do when you lose all your weight? <laughs> I'm still going to be keto. Like, I, I might, yeah, I, in fact, I don't even want to say I might dabble. I'm never, probably ever going to go back to, because I don't want to ever go back to being <laughs> as big as I was. Yeah. You know, that is something that will never, ever happen. You know, I joked with you guys yesterday that my rental car is a Camry. And like two years ago, when I owned a Camry, I was barely able to fit or drive the thing. It's amazing, like, how far I've come.
1: Yeah. It's, um, I see, I'm, I'm hearing and seeing a lot of parallels between your journey and Mike Gorman's Mm. in, in some of those regards. Mm. I was listening to his interview with the two keto dudes just because he's a friend now. And, and I'm, I'm always interested at another perspective. And one of the things that he didn't share in our podcast that he shared there was that he like, Flat out could no longer fit in his truck and drive. The steering mm-hmm. wheel would not turn. He got so large that he had to change vehicles mm-hmm. to be able to get into something that the seat could push back far enough. Um, I get it. I, like I, I was never anywhere close to that, but I, I see that type of parallel in you now. Of course certifiably, you're a very large man, yeah. weight or not, extra weight or not, um, so that's always going to be something that you have to, to factor in because it's six foot ten, you, you just have to factor that in. Yeah. Um, what has... Due to weight or not, what type of adaptations do you find that you have to, to make? So, it can
3: go from anywhere. It could be from me trying to fit on a plane so like no matter how tall i am or how like how small i get like i i think i posted a picture to the the group yesterday that no matter what i do like i have to get that that seat that offered that southwest offers where you get the seat in between you and the other person on the you know the, the middle seat because i need that like you know, unless I, like, in fact, on the flight to Austin, I did you know, I begged the the gentleman that was at the gate to give me the bunkhead row, because it was a three, three, three and a half hour flight, and my legs would have been killing me. My, in fact, my hips still kill me today, because it was just uncomfortable in general. You know, so, like, pretty much with anything, I have to adapt.
0: Yeah. John, I'm curious because um, you've been a member of the group for quite a while. Yep. Do you remember how you found it by chance? And if not, that's okay. But then also um, tell folks a little bit of why it has been of any benefit to you, whatever it might have been. Well, I
3: joined August
0: eighth, twenty eighteen. Um, I love that you have a date. <laughs> I love well, it. I
1: started keto I was August. Not expecting
3: that. Yeah, I, I started keto August sixth. And when you join, when you start something, you want to learn as much as you can about it. So, like, I watch a bunch of YouTube videos. I don't want to like mention the the channels. I mean, if you're a beginner, you probably looked into all the like the big big heavy hitters, or I should say, little heavy hitters. (laughs) 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 Um, But you know, I I I enjoy the group because you guys have the expectation that you know the lifestyle. And so while I didn't really know the lifestyle and I posted some really stupid questions in the beginning, like anything, there's maturity. And I think if more than anything, I've turned the the questions that I used to ask that used to annoy Alberto in particular, that how he ended up being, being kind of my mentor, um, you forced it upon me <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, really? um, no I remember just just, just call
2: me <laughs> actually that's exactly what happened I'm like you know what this this will this will be a five-minute conversation or like 48 text messages let's just do the five-minute conversation because th- then you get lost within text messages within text messages yeah. and you start answering the wrong question and yeah that that was unnecessary but that's exactly how it went it I, I sent him my number and I said you know what just just give me a call we We'll, it, we'll get this sorted out. It turned out. into
3: a friendship and me going to Texas. Yeah. So, like, honestly, like, so there's there's that brotherhood, man, that I think men are severely lacking in our, in our society. Like, there's, like, we're just afraid to, like, ask questions and support each other these days. And I think that's, you know, something that this group really brings to the table more than anything. Yeah, there's Good.
1: there's...
0: I appreciate that. There's a lot of the
1: the, the assumed need for a since uh, a persona of machismo or mm-hmm. I'm tough stuff or I don't need anyone else and the things that I'm learning more and more as I go through life, get a little bit older, get get go through a little bit more life in general, um, weight weight loss or not. I'm realizing I need a tribe. I need brotherhood. Mm -hmm. I need uh, friends that I can, you know, and I'm, I am thankful that, you know, I'm lucky (laughs) I live five minutes from Berto and he's an amazing, you know, he's turned into an amazing friend and gym partner and, and uh, someone that challenges me. and, And so I'm, I'm blessed to have him so physically close, but in an internet age, we, we have each other in, in, the form of oh, Facebook groups and all of that. And that, that's so, so very helpful.
2: Like I, honestly, I, I legitimately have best friends that I've never met in person before. Mm-hmm. But you know enough about them. Like, you, you know, any one of these guys, you can pick up the phone and call them. And you just, oh, yeah. And you'd pick up a conversation, you know, as if the last time you talked was yesterday.
3: I will say that, like, in the scariest time in the past year, that being that I, they found a, a tumor, that the amount of support I got from the group was phenomenal. And, you know, I, I, and I think, you know, you could be, you know, th- the support was felt, you know, it was felt from, you know, especially with me and like the messages I got and everything like that. And, you know, that meant the world to me, you know, especially, you know, when I, you know, did I, did I end up posting the picture of the tumor?
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs>
3: I think people wanted to see it though, and I like was in a state where I really. Well, you you did ask you, yeah. did ask.
2: If you did ask. People wanted to see it, so. but I don't think anybody was like. I mean, the picture you sent was like what it looked like, like inside. Of you. Yeah. Because like when you said you want to see it, I'm like, um, no, but yes. I thought it was gonna be like like you know when they when they take it jar. out and put it in the platter. Yeah. And they're like, well, well here it is. And I always expect that, but yeah. like, yeah, it was. It wasn't like you know. It wasn't a terrible picture. You couldn't really make it out. I mean, a doctor wouldn't be like, that's not good. But like me, I'm like,
0: yeah, it looks like the inside of somebody. (laughs) Facebook didn't block our group. Now, if it had, (laughs) then we would not be talking to you tonight, John.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would would certainly make it a little more difficult. Um, Sure. So, like, man, you've been through a lot in your life.
2: Like, a lot, a lot. You don't have to go through any of that right now. But how do you think... Uh, keto has helped you with with your mindset and mentally. You have, you have a very stressful job, and uh, do you do you find that do you think that keto has definitely brought something to the table to help you to help you work through these things that you go through? And, and compared to years past,
3: it's given me the mindset that I get up every morning at four fifteen in the morning, and I'm at the gym. You know, twenty twenty five minutes later, and I'm busting my hump, getting making myself a better person. You know. So, and honestly, like, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't, like, mention, like, I remember going, going back to kind of, like, what I was going through, you know, when I realized I gained back most of the weight I, I lost, you know, I remember just going to a concert that night and just being like, what am I doing with myself, you know, and, you know, the, I joke all the time, you know, with the, the group that one of my favorite bands is Shinedown, and, like, the song Get Up, like, meant the world in me. So that's my mentality, is I get up you know, the I get up every morning and I just push hard no matter what. And there's been some days where I wake up and go to the gym and I just I don't have it. And I'm like, you know what? I'll I'll give myself a day of rest and go from there.
2: Yeah I have this rule and I told Chris about it all the time I have this rule where if I hit snooze more than twice, yeah. then I clearly needed to sleep and you know what? Like and I won't even feel bad about it. I hit snooze more than twice and I wake up and it's too late, I'm like, eh, I, po- I clearly needed the sleep more than I needed the workout. So there's always
1: tomorrow. We'll just, yeah. just carry on. He's given me many gracious. Uh, <laughs> I, I was, was supposed <laughs> to be up. You must have needed the sleep. That's it. You must have needed the sleep. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, any other final uh, final questions,
0: Jim or Berto? I'm just glad we, uh, we knocked this one out. I uh, appreciate all the info <laughs> with John and everything. And you enjoy all that barbecue, man. And- Swing by Indiana sometime.
3: Definitely, I've actually been there once. So flew right over yeah. it. No, no, no. <laughs> actually, I went to Lucas Oil Stadium for a high school football game, like the night before the it was supposed to be opened when the Colts played the Bears. Not that I, I remember that somehow, but. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> and a funny funny story. I could not fit in the seats, so I had to sit in the last row in like the handicap section with the folding chairs. Which is a problem. No matter what concert venue I go to, I have to like call the venue ahead of time and be like, "Look, I'm six foot ten. I'm a little bit fluffy. Um, can you uh, can you tell me if I'm going to be comfortable in these seats?" And nine times out of ten, they'll be like, "Oh, we'll just give you folding chair seats, and that's fine." And they end up being close to the stage, which is cool.
1: That 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 is, uh, I guess, a, a nice benefit, you know, being to ten. to being six foot ten. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, um, let's dive into a couple quick shout-outs, and then we'll wrap this thing up. It's uh, been a very good um, good conversation here with John. Um, so, uh, Jim, who do you have to shout-out for this week's episode? Uh,
0: this is one that I don't think we've ever recognized, uh, Sam Walters. He posted a photo up on August 27th for Transformation Tuesday, He's got a uh, Captain American t-shirt on, so if you scroll through the Keto Man's Club on Facebook, um, you can recognize the shirt pretty quickly. But he posted up that he uh, started keto in early July, um, was right at 300 pounds. He's lost 262, pa- or he's down to—I shouldn't say he's lost 262 because he'd be—he'd be a baby. He has dropped about <laughs> 38 pounds. Over the last seven weeks or so, he's doing uh, kettlebells a few times a week. And so he's been doing rucking also three times a week, which is where you put weight in the backpack and go hiking, marching, whatever the case may be. So kudos to Sam for his uh nearly uh, 40-pound transformation. So that's my shout-out okay. for the week. To- my shout-out is uh Matt S
2: on August 23rd at exactly 8:35 PM on the Keto Mans Club on Facebook. He had posted a. Uh, it was actually pretty good. He said, other than being cavemen, what other talents or hobbies do you have? And he posted a little video of him uh, of playing the guitar, and it just actually brought up a really, really cool discussion. Um, I didn't comment because I'm pretty sure everyone knows I cook, I eat, and I lift weights, <laughs> and that's really about it. Although right now we are actually in what I just named my shack, uh, the shed in the backyard, which is kind of my, my art studio for my work, if I ever decided to get to do it any. It's more of a recording studio, but, uh, it was a really cool discussion by Matt Snyder. So, uh, that was awesome, man. I really appreciated that. Yeah.
1: I, uh, I, I threw in a couple things there. Of course, I'm, I'm a bit of a Renaissance man. So I'm like throwing out a litany of different things that are both semi-professional and semi-hot for me. Um... So I want to shout out Matt Johnson. Uh, he uh, posted on uh, Wednesday talking about how he's been about three and a half months into the keto life. And I'm feeling a thousand percent better. He's down 54 pounds. Uh, he needs to lose another 46, he says. I'll be honest, from the picture, it doesn't look like it. He's, uh, he's lost a lot of, uh, at least face, face weight. At least his, 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 he doesn't look like the same person in these pictures. Um, I firmly believe that unwanted, uh, unwanted eating habits, drinking habits, lack of exercise, etc., that we battle in our culture are first and foremost uh, a mental and spiritual battle. If we want to see any progress in our health or weight, we need to first break the agreements, lies that we've made with others, uh, with ourselves and with our culture that have shaped us. And he goes on in some very good, encouraging, um, uh, encouraging and informative words that that basically uh, lighten the, the the fire under under my rear end a little bit. So um, definitely a, a good word and a good contribution from him. And and again from these pictures, he he's killing it at fifty four pounds weight weight loss. He he's. Doing really, really good because uh well, he's what we're seeing already is pretty darn pretty darn good. So um that's my shout-out for the week. Um any parting shots, gentlemen? Uh it's like I offered up to everyone. You know, John actually took us up on the
2: offer, so you know, come on down, come on down to Texas. Uh we'll uh treat you pretty much how we treated John. We'll get a workout, we'll eat a bunch of barbecue. Uh you're well, welcome to come to my house and we'll hang out and you get to meet my family like John did. So thanks for that. Thanks for coming to hang out with me, meeting no the family, and chilling out and, and making the voyage, man. It was worth it.
0: Good for the soul. <laughs> good, good. Jim, how about you? Uh, just a uh, continued appreciation for all the men who are uh, requesting to join the group. We're closing in on 2,800 members right now. Uh, by the time this one goes live, we may be at 29 or even 3,000. So, uh, yeah, it's just awesome to see the engagement and, uh, ongoing support. So always appreciate it. Yeah, Absolutely.
1: Well, uh, for our listeners, let's go ahead and review a couple of ways that they can, that the listeners can get in contact with us to follow us. We have done a little bit of a swisheroo. Keto Mans Club dot the keto Mans Club dot club.com now directs you to a, a quick link page, a tree, uh, link tree where you can get access to the podcast, to our Facebook group, and all of our socials. So uh, you don't have to worry about a whole bunch of uh, special links or or usernames even. Um, You can uh, quite simply just go to theketomansclub.com, and you'll get a full list of our links. But let's go through them anyway, just in case people want to hear them. So people can connect with me on Instagram by going to at duckmanketo or duckman twelve twenty one um both of those i post to pretty much equally which is very little. <laughs> and so uh but uh, feel free to follow me there. Uh i i post there probably more than i do facebook. Um so uh, and that includes into the group. So that's a good way to follow me and some of my antics that i uh, deal with on a
0: daily basis. Jim, how about you? Uh you can find me <clears throat> excuse me. Um of course in the facebook group but then on Instagram, Jim Inman JR. Uh, you'll see probably a majority pics of my three Labradors, but there's other stuff periodically as well. Yeah. Berto? Uh,
2: keto related stuff, it is at the Keto Cholo, and that's where it's just mostly fitness and keto. And if you're into pictures of me mixing paint that look very trippy and weird, that would be at capital
0: underscore painter. Can I just add real quick? So it's interesting to see the Keto Cholo hashtag. I'm so impressed that you are expanding on that uh, hashtag world.
2: <laughs> I it. Yeah, it. started off as a joke. It continues to be a joke, but, you know, we're going to run with it and see what happens. I, I, I find it hilarious. I almost can't even bring it up, you know, without giggling a little bit. But it's fitting, so, so you know, I'm going to run with it. And uh, other place to get a hold of me would be, obviously, um, the group on Facebook. Where, as John so eloquently described, if you message me enough, eventually you'll just get my phone number. We'll become best friends. Life will be good.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, pretty much. John, how can people connect with
3: you? All right, so I am the Muddy seventy seven on Instagram and Twitter, and because I have some clients that like to stalk me occasionally, um, I am John W. Oaks on Facebook. Um, but your best bet would be to find me. On
1: the Keto Man's Club. Very cool. Okay. Well, um, that's pretty much it for us this week. Uh, If you do get the chance to, uh, please take a moment to leave a rating, leave a comment uh, on the podcast. Uh, Your feedback is absolutely important to us. Uh, You can provide that in the comments on uh, uh, Apple Podcasts or on your podcast app, more than likely, uh, you can also email us at keto mans club podcast at gmail.com. So feel free to reach out to us there or on our Instagram, the Keto Man's Club Podcast on Instagram. So uh, you've got a few different ways. Again, you can visit theketoman'sclub.com to access all of that our podcast, uh, our socials, all that. Well, it's been a pleasure getting to speak with you all uh, once again, as always, uh, but this time especially because we get to chat in person with our with our friend and our guests today and so that's always a good thing um so that's it for this week until next week make sure to eat me lift heavy sleep and repeat <laughs> mansclub.com. you can also follow us on instagram at keto man's club podcast lastly if you have any comments or questions feel free to reach out via email to keto man's club podcast at gmail.com thank you again for joining us today and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week